Welcome to uh, welcome to Where's Your Problem, oh, the no, only podcast, fine. the only <laughs> podcast with three redundant recording systems. Oh, we were going the whole time. God damn it, dude! The thing oh. is, right? It's it's called a margin of safety, right? And our margin of safety is three because that's the number of uh, things that have to fail for us to lose another episode. Yes, I mean we've only lost software. Softwares we've I have lost. open recording myself on right now is three. <laughs> we I, we've only completely lost one episode i think i don't yeah, even think we completely lost that the one. thing is the, thing is, the one that we it. lost was like four hours long and the process of re-recording it like consecutively was so traumatic to all of us that we decided to never ever risk that ever again right yeah. yes i'm Wait, writing down that? everything i'm saying uh i I, God, I don't even remember. Anyway, well, there's your problem. This is a podcast about engineering disasters with yes. slides that is itself an engineering disaster. I am Justin Rosniak. My pronouns are he and him. Oh, I'm Alice Caldwell-Kelly. My pronouns are she, her. Yay, Liam. I'm <laughs> Liam Anderson. My pronouns are he and him. And we, we have a guest. We have a guest. Shit, I got rid of my fucking Abby recording. That would have been so <laughs> funny. Terrific work. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, hi, it's me, Devin. I'm here. They finally got me. We finally got nice. you. Uh, finally my, got my, 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 my co-host from, from Kill James Bond um, and the YouTube Zone. And I've, I, I've brought you on here, Dev, to talk about something that we all hate and fear. Um, yes, that's right. And it's something that I, I've started uh, referring to at, with, like, um... Uh, sort of as accountable now, and I've started calling it the caves. Not just not caves generally. No, the caves. Like it's a biome. Yeah, the caves. Yes. Um, not go into the caves. Not look it, at the caves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to talk about the caves and yes. some problems that you can experience in a cave. Yes. There, there are many of them, most of which can be avoided by not going in the cave in the yeah, first place. Yeah, I hate to, 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 to dump on you if you're a dead guy listening to this from beyond the grave, mm. uh, but if you went in a cave for spelunking or whatever and you died, that's on you. I'm sorry, that's on you. Oh, they, right. hate, the, they hate spelunking cave people. I probably shouldn't call them cave, cave people. people. Cave people is like cave more long. Yeah, like from the yeah. yeah, cave cave people are in the uh, in the Geico commercials. Cave <laughs> cave oh. sitcom they did based on it. Oh, don't no. Okay, but but cavers <laughs> like hate being called spelunkers. I've discovered this in the course of my research. They Why? think it. They think it implies like uh, a kind of amateurishness. Um, well, I'm not the one going in there and dying. Right. No, <laughs> I'm not the one wedged. I'm not the sandwich filling in between two <laughs> massive pieces of rock, as we see here. <laughs> what, what do you do for fun? I, I go and intentionally wedge myself between two large rocks. <laughs> and I turn it into some sort of marshmallow-like substance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to wear this coverall so that the super gross, like, thixotropic mud doesn't get on me. Uh, What's the marshmallow I, spread going? The mud's a big problem for me. I, oh, I, the mud's a massive issue. fluff, yeah. No, that's yeah. what you turn into. Yeah, yeah. It's also yeah. what the inside of your lungs look like. You know, I, I get 50,000 different diseases from inhaling shit that man was never meant to inhale. We came out of the caves. 
Mm-hmm. Do yeah. not go back in the caves. Don't go back in the caves. It's like I going we came out of the trees. No, you can go in trees. You're you're a baby, but you can go in trees. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't gone in trees much as an adult because I'm pretty fat, but uh once I uh lose so all this bears, that doesn't stop them. Yeah, there's fucking grizzlies can run 26 miles an hour and climb trees. You're fucked. Yeah, My absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But first, we have to do the goddamn news. Oh, it happened again. Stop fucking tagging us at this. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, there was um, the bridge that carries uh, Forbes Avenue in Pittsburgh above um, Frick Park, I want to say it's called. Yep, it is. Yeah. Have you never listened to Frick Park Market by Mac Miller, Roz? No. Stup- stupid. No, stop, oh, stop naming shit after Henry Clay Frick. Dumbest yeah, named Miller industrial fan, yeah. baron. Yeah. But the thing about Pittsburgh is that... Uh, I forgot to mention what the bridge did as it collapsed this morning. Oh, yeah. You can see that here. Uh, <laughs> yes. But Pittsburghers, Pittsburghers yins love uh, putting your buses at like a weird angle because they fell into a hole. Um, yes. They, you love doing it. Uh, yeah. You also love having a mediocre baseball team and your quarterback's a rapist. <laughs> I mean, it's the NFL. How much does that narrow it down? You're trying to find a quarterback that's normal. You're going to be looking hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my pronouns and name them. Thanks. Hot touchdown, yes. Tom. Sorry, Dev. I, <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot to do it at the start. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the thing about Tom Brady is that he's too normal. If anything, he's gone. He's blasted right back out the other side. Oh, he's he, that dude is 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 absolutely. If he wasn't, you know, uh, his his career path. If he hadn't joined, hadn't been drafted in the NFL, was to become a stock trader. Oh my he god! Had that's a, the yeah, right. he had a Merrill Lynch internship uh, while he was at Michigan. Jesus. That dude, that dude yeah. would be American Psycho too if he were not playing football. <laughs> Uh, he's friends with Trump, but not in a political way. Yeah, no, he had, he had a MAGA hat in his locker room. I was very in his locker uh, when he was on the Patriots, and he played coy about it. And it was like it's like the "Let's Go Brandon" shit. It's yeah. just like just own up to it, you fucking pussies. Mm. So this bridge collapsed, and the thing about this bridge collapsing, as many many people have discovered and tagged us in, is that uh, somebody a couple of years ago noticed that one of the big like uh, supports of it four years ago now specifically yeah. four years ago fucking 18 yeah one of one of the metal supports of this had just rusted completely away they opened they, they opened a ticket for it too yeah they opened a 311 ticket which i imagine probably wouldn't do very much 311 is more for like really trivial stuff that also doesn't get addressed right. and this this is um this is it's uh, interesting. I I don't understand exactly what precipitated this collapse because that repair that that was posted on Twitter, um, you could see. All right, so so this bridge, it's you know it's flat, right? There's uh, sort of a valley underneath it, right? Mm. And then there's uh, a pair of angled supports like this, right? And then sort right. of the girders. We're back go to John Madden. I've I've like missed the John Madden this, thing. Yeah, right. Um and. This is the east support here. Now these these girders that are on an angle, they have big cross braces, right? Because um, there's like a pair of foundations 
And then there's, I think there might be two cross braces, actually. The one that was closest to the northeast foundation, this girder had completely rotted away. Now, the cross bracing is not the most important structural member here because all it's sort of doing is holding the bridge together. It's not bearing a huge, significant load. So what, uh, what, the, uh, what the repair was, they put uh, some kind of galvanized steel-like rod through the column here. I don't know Inanimate if you call it a column. carbon rods. And then, they, um, and then they took two long galvanized steel rods, and I guess they probably tied it back in somewhere over here. And that, that repair looked pretty gnarly. Uh, it, look, it looks bad. It looks ugly. But it would probably work, which is why it's, it's weird that the whole thing has just, uh, just fell down, you know, when clearly this bridge was somehow being monitored. Right, they were aware there was a structural defect here, but no one thought it was this bad. Um, what's, then- what's really funny is that the t- <laughs> the ticket that this guy filed. Um, I hope someone's keeping an eye on the underside of the Forbes Avenue bridge. One of the big X beams is rusted through entirely. After the bridge collapsed, the status of that ticket changed to closed, which I find yeah. very funny. <laughs> it's just like, yep. Uh, no longer an issue because the bridge has been destroyed. Yeah, we do not need to worry about this anymore. This is fine. Uh, well, yeah, this has been fixed other, actually by time. The other fun one is I went through uh, I went through PennDOT's uh, records on this bridge as to um, if it's considered structurally deficient. Uh, the the substructure, which is everything below the deck, I believe, was actually rated as six, which is satisfactory. <laughs> the, 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 deck, the deck was rated as poor. Um, and the superstructure was rated as poor. Um, so that, that's kind of weird, but I guess, but the other thing is it has not yet been updated to, uh, zero, which is their status for bridge collapsed. Um, <laughs> we'll get so, that. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in queue. You know yeah, how it is. Um, I hate using service now. <laughs> the other thing that's funny is that this happened the same day that Biden was in town to talk about build back better yes. and the infrastructure bill. Um, yeah, which which is my theory as to how it fell down is that he had to knock it down himself. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Biden was jumping up and down. Oh, like that on mayor the turn off the lights and then give that canned line about like oh, we need to oh, be together we can light up this auditorium. <laughs> yeah. Together we can bridge uh, Frick Park. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, like I mean, that there's a, a little bus stop sign here on this pole that's attached yeah, it, like, to the bridge. Yeah, it sure down. did. And, and um, the bus is there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone pulled I, the cord right before the bridge collapsed and was, was got more than they bargained for. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. We don't actually know what happened yet, but like... Far be it from me to to speculate wildly for com- for comedy purposes about why this happened. Only I'm only going to note that a few days before, four days ago, in fact, yes. Joe Biden tweeted, "When we move stuff faster through ports, when bridges don't have weight restrictions, when there's oh, less traffic on our roads." That's how we resolve supply chain problems and get goods to people quicker and cheaper. And the bipartisan infrastructure law is helping make it happen. Well, because the, the trucking industry has been lobbying for higher wage restrictions for a long time. And there's, there's actually some debate over whether that could be achieved. Um, you know, this bridge had a 26 ton weight limit, which is well below 
if you have like unrest an unrestricted bridge, what that actually means is you have an eighty thousand pound or forty ton limit. Um, so this was not handling any large trucks, I would assume. But of course, the other fun thing about weight restrictions is they're almost completely unenforced. Hmm. Um, you know, because uh, except on like interstates, you know, no one's no one's pulling you over to weigh the truck if you're making a local delivery. <laughs> it's like sure, just shove anything you want there. And all well, these trailers only have two axles, so like there's there there there's just an absurd amount of uh, extra uh, road damage that's occurring from overloaded semis everywhere, and there's no no policy to fix this in any way. Um, there is one thing, and, and we're coming back to enforcement here. If you're wondering how a bridge can collapse that the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation has like judged to be satisfactory. Part of the reason might be that $4.3 billion of their budget was just straight up given to the state police. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. That was uh, yep. all the yep. Act 83 funding that was yep. supposed to go to public transit in Philly and Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, uh, we, uh, for those of you unfamiliar with uh, Pennsylvania politics, it sucks here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the state is not within the grasp of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And those counties are allowed to vote. And when they do, they vote for dumb shit. And I'm yes. allowed to shame the rural poor because I'm from there, so shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just struggling to imagine a place the politics of which suck. It's, I, it, it's so depressing, it's Alice. It's so you foreign get, to me. We, what I'm like going to do is every, everything north of Bucks County gets raised to the goddamn ashes. And in its place, <laughs> we put Liam Topia. A, a a safe spot for I don't know Jews and Alice and Roz and and Dev I guess if you want to <laughs> hop the uh, oh, hop nice. the ocean yeah and, nice. uh, and and we'll have buses and trains that don't fucking break and we'll just run no bridges that's clearly the solution here yeah what, no what you want to do yeah. what you want to do is you, if you want to cross Frick Park. You've got to rappel down 150 feet, walk across the ravine, and then like <laughs> free climb the other 150 yeah. feet yeah. back yeah. up. Everyone in Pittsburgh has calves the size of cantaloupes. They're all <laughs> jacked. We replaced uh, all the I, infrastructure with bouldering. You just have I, like, those little handholds uh, everywhere. I have a headline to read you uh, when we're done this segment of the goddamn news because I've been staring at it for five minutes, and if I don't talk about it, I'm going to be apoplectic even more I than think, I am now. I think we can do oh, that yeah. now. This was a single segment news thing because this just destroyed our mentions. All right, well, the, other, the other thing oh. I wanted to say was, you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of money in the PennDOT budget, even for, you know, stuff yes. in like the Allegheny County area. And they're spending it largely on highway expansion as yes. opposed to repairing the stuff they already got. Um, it's 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 wild. I mean, you can drive across the whole Commonwealth and you'll go out to rural middle of nowhere and they have this brand new six lane highway for no apparent reason that no one uses. And you get into we the cities. It. We use it. <laughs> and you we get use into the Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking more of like around uh, I eighty oh, and like, some of the oh, state routes around I ninety nine or whatever they're calling yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and these are like not very heavily used highways. State college gets a lot more funding Ooh. than I think it should. Well, um, eighty is a truck then, road, and they want to keep it to just keep through traffic moving because that's basically yeah. straight out of New York, straight through Pennsylvania. But there's there's you go into the urban areas, and it's just littered with these ancient bridges which have no no schedule for repair or basic maintenance or even inspection. Um, and also, this fix is the potholes on Broad Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, 
This is just Liam, the, what's the, the thing that's been driving you insane? Uh, I'm going to read you a Politico headline. That's uh, all right. Go off, and Suicide Hotline shares data with for-profit spinoff, raising ethical questions. Huh. Uh, well, I know this is more for Trash Future, but uh, as someone who has struggled with suicidal ideation in the past, and you can you can edit this out. You don't have to. I, it's public knowledge. But like, I've tried to kill myself before. Well, I'm like, I can't. Some, yeah, I can't no, fucking imagine. Not. Like, I know, well, blah blah blah. It's stripped of all data. But like, if you like, whoever signed off on this should absolutely have a nice time. Like, we oh, don't yeah. need to, as a society or as a people, like prey on these people and their absolute lowest fuck. You should have at some point. I understand that capitalism has no mo- has no morals, but like at some point, like a literal like angel and devil should appear on your shoulder, and the sh- devil well, and the angel and, and, should have a twenty two. Instead of what you get you is yeah. nice instead of that, what you get is Clippy going. Uh, it looks like you're trying to kill yourself. Would you like to purchase some products? <laughs> Just a hyperlink to an exit bag. Um, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, we can move on. <laughs> Uh, because the rest of us hate and are terrified by this subject, Alice is taking the lead on this podcast. I yeah, I I wrote the I wrote the slides, which is why I'm Justin today. Uh, Justin, you're me for this one. Okay, um, yeah. So I, I I thought I would ask. I thought I'd begin with a question, which is, what is the caves? Um, and, and you see sort of an answer here, it's when there's a terrifying existential void, when there's a hole in the world that should, yeah. that should not be. Um, and these, these come in a variety of different shapes and sizes. We're mostly going to be talking about uh, a specific, we're going to be talking about land caves for the most part, but there's sea caves. Yeah. Uh, yes. There's weird, like, Hawaiian, like, half-sea, half-land caves. Mm. Uh, there's, there's a shitload of different, like, ways Earth can get like holes in it, but uh, what we're specifically going to be talking about uh, are mostly going to be limestone caves. Uh, next slide, Ugh. please, because I got to do some geology yes. for you. Hell um, yes. yes! Oh, this is my shit, baby. All right, so you, it, it, envision me with my elbow patches on my jacket for this one. Yes. Um, Roz ha- actually has a jacket with elbow patches. Several as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm not cool. So. How is how is a cave formed? Um, there, there's several different ways. One of the ways is that like you get a you get a void in a rock formation that's as old as the rock is itself because it's been you know it's it's like a lava tube or like plate tectonics have like shifted a thing up to create a void. All kinds of other weird shit like this. Um, yeah. You can get like erosion from glaciers. You can get erosion from the sea. Um, but mostly, most caves in general, are what we call solutional caves, um, where the carbonic acid and groundwater acts on a karstic rock formation. Uh, this is mostly like limestone, can also be gypsum, shit like that, uh, any kind of like soft, uh, porous rock, uh, and it just dissolves bits of it. Um, and it's like this kind of sweet spot, right, where it like... Chalk, for instance, isn't very good at creating caves because it's too porous. Water just goes straight through it. Limestone is good because uh, it it will go through in certain areas, dissolve bits of the limestone and fracture and create uh, holes and create tubes. Right? Yes. Um, and this takes maybe a hundred thousand years to create like something wide enough that a person can plausibly fit into. 
Um, fit into or fit into like a pretzel? Uh, well, hmm. I mean, listen, if you liquefy a person, you can fit them down a straw. But uh, oh, it's. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, you're not wrong. I mean, I can't disagree. It's, not so a, it's we, just not a good solution to the problem. Yeah. That's true. Well, it's a solution to the problem of getting them down the thing, but like... Anyways, you become the, the solution. Liquefications of the Kulaks as a class. Kulak smoothie. I think so you can my, see here... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. One of my favorite cave facts, very, very old cave in, um, in the Appalachian Mountains in Virginia. Known oh yeah, as, that's uh, where the oldest caves are. Oh yeah, there's very old caves in there. Um... One of them is called Natural Tunnel, um, mm. because it's just a, a creek that over time managed to carve a tunnel straight through a mountain. And it was oh, yeah. big enough and old enough that when surveyors came through to run the railroad, they were just like, oh, there's a tunnel already here. Let's use it. So now <laughs> Norfolk Southern runs trains through the cave. <laughs> yeah, you can get the caves train. Reduce, yeah, reuse, like, recycle, Roz. Oh, no, it's mm -hmm. only freight trains on there. The, you, can't, the, the you least, can't take the train through. <laughs> the, the, the most carbon-friendly tunnel is the one that's already built. Um, exactly. So, so <laughs> we can see here a, a sort of a diagram of a set of caves. Um, and the, these are like... Uh, it, different kinds of more and less porous limestone, right? Uh, the the number and the location of fractures dictates the, you know, the shape that a cave is going to take on. Um, and they can form all sorts of weird uh, weird shapes. But the important thing to note is that there's a water table, right? So, like, groundwater penetrates down into a limestone formation, hits the water table, and enters the phreatic zone. Oh, I don't yeah. like the sound of that. Holy shit, yeah. I don't like you that. You like the sound of the phreatic zone. I, no, I would not no, like to be in the phreatic no, zone. I would not like to be. It's like, <laughs> it's like, why do we even have, like, you know how we name the deep ocean? Mm. Or there's like whatever the uh, the ab the abyssinal layer or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do we even do that? Don't go in the fucking ocean either. <laughs> like I know I come off as this big tough guy, and like in terms of people, I am. But in terms of nature, fuck no, <laughs> absolutely not, man. Well, you can see it also. Like if it gets deep enough down, it, it enters the bathyphreatic zone. I like that, even oh, you never want there to be a bathy. Yeah, there. I, I don't. Want, I don't ever want compound words. Basically, it's why I hate the German so much. So, so, so the always just means watery that, as hell. I thought you had other mm. reasons to uh, hate the Germans. Later. That's the joke. <laughs> okay, I see. I see. So, so this this sort of zigzag formation happens because the water bores down, and then it sort of it if you like it wants to go back up and erode somewhere else to move its way onto the next fracture, and then go on like that. Um, over time, on, on like a geological scale, a cave will get flatter, and that's state four that you see here, where it's just totally flattened out and it's reached sort of parity with the water table. Um, mm. But so that'd be your natural tunnel right there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, but what happens is because you have these zigzags, water gets trapped because like it's 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 eroding on like a geological time scale. Um, what you end up with is sort of like. Uh, if you think of like a U-bend in like plumbing, where it's like it's underwater and that, so there's like air one side, water air, uh, that that exists in a cave and it's called a sump and it's dangerous as hell. Uh, and that's that's something that we're going to come back to. Um, yeah, the, the, my major problem with your mm. cave is that since it has to be formed through you know the water's action, liquid water, like melting its way through the earth in a way. Uh, mm -hmm. It means they're all wet 
all the time. Yes. 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 And that sucks. Me too, Devin. Hell yeah. <laughs> they're, they're wet all the time, they're cold all the time, there's a shitload of like uh, fauna down there that have adapted to no light, uh, yeah, oh, extremely still, like, wet real conditions. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the other thing that I want to emphasize is that uh, caves like widen and weaken and change course and collapse and are infilled all the fucking time. Like it's a, it's a sort of it's not a static system that you just you know I, you have before cave cave. Uh, it's it's something that evolves into your sort of your state for your ideal water table cave. Um, I wonder, it's I wonder just, if that's why there's hmm. so many show caves in the Appalachians because they're so old. That you can plausibly put like a, yeah, you can plausibly put like a walking path or something like Luray or Mammoth Caves or something like that. Mm. Plausibly, but like sometimes, I mean, there's show caves in like and the like the Peak Districts and shit too. Like it just kind of, eh. uh, but yeah, no. So it's it, it's something that's like moving in extremely slow motion relative to us, if you like. It's like just to like. Sort of reinforces the horror of this. That this is like an ecosystem that is changing. It's just changing around you while you're inside it on like a a scale of you know hundreds of thousands of years. Um, next slide, please. Because I actually, with I actually that in mind, have, I actually have another <laughs> train and cave fact. Do it, well, do I, it, yeah. I, I read I read this somewhere. I'm not sure if it's true, but I believe when they were digging out a part of the subway in Naples. Um, they discovered a lava tube that ran roughly parallel to the intended alignment. And they were just like, well, this is already here. And they just diverted the subway like yeah, 50 saves, feet saves to the left. The work. Yeah. Didn't have to build a tunnel because it was already there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, that's sick. Putting a subway in a lava tube, that's fucking yeah. metal as hell. I love that. It's, gr it's great until the volcano erupts. Um, <laughs> So with that in mind, I've presented a little a little uh, sort of mini presentation for you called Well There's Your Problem Presents Ways You Can Die in a Cave. Yes. Um, yeah, this is beautiful slide work. I wanted to compliment you on that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I had I had very little to do this afternoon, so I was just I was fucking around in Photoshop with this. So the biggest hazards in caving, and we're not mentioning the sort of like more out there things like, I don't know, like radon gas, or you get some kind of like mud lung disease or something. The, the, your, partner, your, your caving partner gets cave madness and shoots you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, never, that's a never let, die in a cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never let your caving partner bring a gun down with them. Uh, Make sure only you have the gun. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That that way, if you like, let your partner out of your sight, and then you hear a voice from the caves claiming to be your partner, but your partner's right there next to you, that claiming that it's not too. him. That yes. then you can shoot both of them and escape to the surface. Um, but instead of that, we're talking about the like big three, the things that are going to kill you if you get in the cave. So thing number yeah. one. The classic uh, thing, you, you go into your yeah. cave, you you hear a voice that's whispering in the yeah. distance, and it sounds so nice, it sounds so alluring, you just, yeah. it's so yeah. quiet, if only you could get a little closer, go a little deeper. 
The thing about caves louder. is the thing. The thing no one tells you about caves is the beguiling, mysterious lights. Um, oh, which, that's a major problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't want to find yourself being beguiled in general. If, if you're yeah. being beguiled, you've kind of already lost on this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Hate to get it sounds like a scenario out of Magic: The Gathering. Don't go in caves. This is <laughs> yeah. When you go into the cave and you see a hole that's exactly the outline of your body. Just fill it with concrete immediately. I was waiting to see how long it would take us to get to that. Um, I very nearly did it like right at the top of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I up. almost did it too. So, 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 because we know caves have water in them uh, and that water behaves in unexpected ways. Uh, you can straight up drown in a cave very, oh, very yeah. easily. Oh, you're oh. the first one to die. Sorry, bud. Yeah, I, I just I, I picked this at random, but I don't think you did because you're the last to die. I'm actually <laughs> fairly buoyant here. Um, <laughs> yeah, your your lamp is like above water. You're fine. Yeah. This um, is actually probably the exact face you'd have as you drown to death. I do like that the background looks like the back of a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Uh, the yeah. first page of Google results for Vector Cave Free. Seeing me through <laughs> on this one. Um, yeah, the, uh, I mean, we're talking here about caving, but there's also cave diving, which is its yes. own separate discipline Fuck that you have off. to be Super do not do that. a special yeah, do that kind one. of insane to do. Um, but like whether that's like a passage that you think should not have water in it that suddenly does, or whether it's that you're trying to progress through one of these sumps, one of these like flooded tunnels by like free diving it, which is pretty common. Cavers do that all the time. You just there's like maybe a rope that's strung through and you just like pull your way through and it's like two, three meters long. Uh and you just, you know, kind of hope you don't run out of air before then. Um well, or you doing that. <laughs> yeah, or you're doing some kind of cave cave diving shit. You can drown very easily in a cave. Um, next slide, please. Second possibility. What else is in caves? Yeah, I Rocks. just it's it's realistic mm. that I would just go down after being bumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I mean you've got the helmet on, but that's not doing shit to be honest. Yeah. Straight to horny jail I go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Horny jail doubling as hell in this case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's rocks in caves, but also, I also include falling off of stuff in this. That's also a very common way for cavers to die, because you have to, like, maybe, uh, like, single line, uh, like, abseil down passages. And if you, if, if you're the thing, like, holding you to that rope fails, you just fall off and you die. Yeah, um, there's a lot of verticality in total dark, uh, and it's all slippery. So, like, yes. very, yeah. very easy to just take a little tumble. Uh, just whoop. or perhaps then, a, quite a long tumble, depending. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Maybe you hit some like more rocks on the way down. Imagine um, that scene of Homer Simpson falling down the canyon, but it's pitch black. <laughs> absolutely, and it's and it's muddy and it's wet too. Yeah. Um, and then finally, what happens if you're in the caves and you can't leave the caves? And the answer is straight up: you you get hypothermia, <laughs> and you, or you die of thirst or exposure. Cave madness, yeah. Cave madness, because caves are yeah. caves are really cold and they're wet. Like uh, if there's water in there, it might be like one or two degrees. Uh, if you're just like immersed in that, that's that's a good way to get hypothermia. If you get like stuck in a cave because you're like injured or you're just physically wedged in there. Uh, you you can you can just die of that. You can die of like cardiac arrest off of that shit. 
Um, or if you it, even if you get lost back in the sort yeah. of the older days, as you can just be sort of like wandering around in circles until you just die. Oh, and you can is, still get lost in the cave. You oh, can yeah, still right. get lost in a cave. But the thing yeah. the thing that really made a difference was the introduction of dry suits and like sort of synthetic materials and stuff. Because prior to that, if you were doing this shit wearing like, I don't know, like wool or whatever, uh, yeah. You, oh, not good. Not good. Not good. Um, and we have a fourth option. Oh, we'd have a, another way you may die in a, ga- uh, in a cave. Boom! Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that shit gets me all the time. It's a dig straight down. Yeah, I hate this shit. I hate this straight, shit. Digging straight down is not a not a good idea. Don't do that. Well, we'll we'll see about that. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it. So, so now that we've established the hazards of the caves, next slide, what please. What are the benefits? Yeah. What are the benefits there, of the, the cave? There are, what are none. The benefits of the cave. Yeah. Uh, well, Old ore, be- diamond, be- beguiling Lager. lights, beguiling uh, lights, yeah. baby. You yeah. could be the first man ever to cast light upon some of these places. That's that's, that's genuinely my answer. It's like, well, why do you why why enter the caves? You don't want to take something out of them because that's not caving. That's mining. That's yeah. a whole different thing. That's a that's a noble proletarian profession. If that's you're right. caving for the sake of caving, you want to see some beguiling lights. You want to see some interesting rock formations, maybe. You want to be the first person to like explore an unexplored ecosystem. Uh, you're just a freak. You're a fucking freak. You don't you're understand that you should go nasty piss freak. And yeah, you've heard the whispering. Oh, normally, I yeah. have to pay for this, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus, I, I've 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 written in a little definition here. A sort of back of the envelope thing, which is caving mm-hmm. is when you simply wish to bet your existence against the caves. Um, I think, I yeah. think the cave's gonna win that one. Uh, yeah, um, every time, hundred percent yeah. success rate. Actually, I can definitely, I can definitely win against the cave simply by getting a fleet of concrete trucks. <laughs> and pouring well, no, concrete because then into they the just cave. become part of the cave. Like the cave just absorbs the concrete into its like cave system, and now yeah, it's no, like a cave with some concrete. Like I'm talking about a lot of concrete. Um, yeah, okay. that's a, that is a lot of concrete. I'm talking about building a ready mix plant at the cave. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we open an engineering firm. <laughs> yeah, it's just fill in all the caves, LLC. That's our yeah, mission exactly. in life. Yeah, fill in all the this- caves. You want to make every bridge more rigid. <laughs> Absolutely. So I thought we would take a brief tour through. Say three or four caving disasters, if you will. And caving disasters are like, for us, relatively low stakes. Like, you're talking about maybe at most half a dozen people die in this episode. But I think this is outweighed by this sort of nightmarishness of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think the the joy of this episode for me is the fact that uh, the audience, uh, Justin, Dev, Liam too, to an extent. I am going to badly upset all of you <laughs> with some I, true stories. There's a couple cool. times I've started reading about a caving disaster, and I realize what's going to happen about a quarter of the way through, and I just close <laughs> the tab. I'm like, I, I don't need this in my life. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 now you're getting I it. have no desire to... <laughs> Man came from the holes. Do not go back in the holes. I'm not going in no hole. <laughs> no, like I no, man. Again, mm. again, stay out, stay out of the deep sea. There's yeah. nothing there for you. 
I saw Stand. the hole that was made for me, and I called in uh, Fizuno Brothers Concrete. Back <laughs> in the truck. That is an extremely old hysterectomy, but you do you, <laughs> So our first guy that we have to talk about is an American, and I, I I mention that because I think it's very important to understanding the sort of the context of this. We're talking about a guy called Floyd Collins. Oh uh, shit, me, <laughs> fuck me. I know Floyd. I'm aware yeah. of Floyd. I don't no, know Floyd. I'm good on knowing. God damn it. This, yeah, I'll just this, do this. This, this is Floyd. Uh, see, seen here inside the caves. Seen alive. Absolutely. So there's this place in Kentucky called Mammoth Cave. It's like a show cave. It's big enough you can walk in, you can walk out. They do like concerts there now. Uh, but like back in the 19th century, people used to like sign their names in the rock and shit. It was very, very popular, and like mm -hmm. with the rise of tourism in the United States, it became a tourist attraction in Kentucky. Um, the thing about this, right, is that cave systems are very complex. There's usually a shitload of entrances, which means that everybody else in like rural Kentucky around Mammoth Cave just has like a hole on their property somewhere that like leads to a cave, and most people. Being normal or normalish, are content normal to like leave well enough alone. Yes, normal God-fearing Kentuckians are like content to leave well enough alone. Just but, a normal mountain man, very normal type of person. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> One of the guys, especially in Kentucky. The, the thing is that during the 1920s, there was this thing called the Depression and the sort of pre-Depression, um, and this led to one of my favorite named phenomenon. Uh, phenomena ever, the Kentucky Cave Wars. Yes, because no. people use, people used to like come and like try and see Mammoth Cave, right? And all of these guys now had to become hustlers. They had to be on their grind set. They had to become entrepreneurs because like there was no money in farming. There was no money in anything, and so the only thing you could do was if there was a bus full of like city people going to Mammoth Cave, you just leapt on the side, went, Mammoth Cave, Mammoth Cave is closed, come to mine, it's better anyway, and hope yes. some of them did. Um, you like, poked around for more caves, you like, sabotaged the news of other caves. Uh, it was really like, this is sort of like ANCAP shit, like, every man a cave, and a cave for every man. Um, <laughs> and so, the thing is, Floyd Collins, um, Floyd Collins died. Uh, this is a spoiler, but he did. He did yeah. die uh, in, I, I think, perhaps the most American way. He had a very American death. Um, in that, he died attempting to gin up customers for his roadside attraction, and his roadside attraction was a hole. Not um, just saying gin up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, right, more of a bourbon country. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he was attempting to bourbon up this cave that he called Sand Cave. And the thing about Sand Cave is that it isn't really a cave. Like, we've been, I, I went to all this trouble to explain like limestone caves in the beginning. So I can tell you that Sand Cave is not really one of those. Um, what it is, is this sort of like um, collection of like limestone matrices held together by gravel. Um, oh, that sounds stable. Oh, don't like it's, that. Well, do it's that. wildly unstable, but the thing is, it was two or three miles closer to the road than any of the other caves, and so therefore, 
you could maybe get some more money out of it. That's money, um, baby. A million dollars. Come to the cave. Get in the fucking cave. Die. It'll be fun. It'll be cool. <laughs> Tell your family. Harvest of corpses for blood. Yes. Get a fucking no, for- postcard. I died at the cave. I, I'm not even I died in the fucking hole in the ground. You gotta get better at harvesting bodies. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, Floyd, Floyd actually likes exploring caves. There's a story about him, like playing church hymns on stalagmites like like a xylophone cool. uh <laughs> just playing like near my god to thee on a cave um and he explored a lot of caves and sand cave was this sort of like joint business venture cuz he like he went in with two or three other guys and the idea was that, like, if they, uh, you know, if 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 he was able to explore this and make it seem like a viable tourist attraction, then he would share in the profits, right? Um, so he goes into Sand Cave, which is this incredibly unstable, sort of shifting thing of like very slippery limestone held together by like loose rock and scree and shit. Um, he gets pretty far in, he gets like 120 feet in, um, and it's really difficult going. He's like really properly like quite talented to get that far. Um, he's, and, and then he realizes it's a bit too much for him, he's, he kind of like moves back out, his lantern's going out, and he's like, okay, I gotta get out of the sand cave. Um, and at this ah. point, at this point, ah. uh, he, 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 knocks, he knocks over his only lantern, Oops. Um, ah, no, 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 Because no, no, no. the thing, the thing about this is that you know nobody was telling you to bring multiple light sources. You could just have like one lantern. Who was going to stop you? Uh, so now Floyd Collins exists in total darkness, like one of those like weird fish or whatever. Stop it! Right. Um, and he's, so oh, he's, they can fuck right off too. He's yeah, he's yeah. he's. Yeah, think about all the fish in the caves. <laughs> Shut the hell up! <laughs> He's not having a good day. No. And then, I wouldn't a imagine large, so. a large boulder, the size of a small boulder, falls <laughs> on his ankle, trapping mm. him in a small shaft. Not um, like that. Yeah, Would hate for that to happen, good. personally. Yeah. So it's the easy thing- to avoid. Don't yeah, I, I would, it caves. would never happen to me. Don't, don't go in the caves. <laughs> I would go in the holes. This is, this is like yeah. a twenty-six pound boulder, uh, and like one of his arms is pinned under him, along with both of his legs, so he can't like move it anyway. Even no, if there was anywhere to move it to. of dying Ooh. like a pretzel man. It's just twenty-six pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, the, you, there's no, there's no way to move it. Twenty-six pounds is pretty fucking heavy, bud. That's cheap. Cheap death. Twenty-six pounds. He's sort of like he's he's horizontal on his back, right? And the the only way down into him uh, is like an almost vertical thing, like a right angle. Um, Don't like that. But the thing is, right? Floyd Collins, he's 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 a cave explorer. He's a cave guy, and so when he's you know he's not home from the caves, everybody just goes, ah, it's Floyd. Uh, he's probably out in the caves, being incredibly safe right now. Yes. Uh, and so it takes a couple of days before anyone's like, hey, sh- has anyone seen Floyd? Um, he was going in that cave, maybe we should go in the cave. And it's, in- it's incredibly difficult to even get to him, and then when you do get to him, you have to like, first of all, fit in this vertical shaft, upside down, to reach him. Um, Fuck no. He can, nah. can stay there. 
Sorry, Floyd. The thing about Floyd, right, is that he's not really injured. Like, he's fine. He's, he's, he's able to talk. I think it's his, like, brother who comes in first. Uh, and he like f- like feeds him some coffee and uh, one curious detail I noted eight sausage sandwiches. Um, he's been hungry. He's down there for a while. It's been ten yeah, days. That's, yeah. that's 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 true. That's true. You so he's hungry. Boy, Alice. he needs his sausages. So what, he's just what he's, kind of sausage? Do we know what d- kind did of sausage? Did not specify well, oh, whatever you is... imagine a nineteen twenties Kentucky sausage to be. Uh oh, Mothman sandwich. Uh, it's actually probably pepperoni. Um, yeah, he's just eating pep rolls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good for him, man. Pep rolls delicious. So he's able to like talk to rescuers. They they bring him uh, like they they run an electric wire down. And they bring him a light bulb to wear around his neck for some warmth. Um, and they bring him some like blankets and shit. But they can't really like get anything to him. And also, the process of getting to him is so fucking harrowing. The cave is so frightening because it keeps shifting around. You're getting like pebbles dropped on you while you're walking and shit. Uh, that like anytime they try and pay anybody to like go in and give him shit, what they tend to do is they go in, find like a a, a wedge in the wall, like stick whatever they were meant to give him in there, and then go, yep, gave it to him. Leave uh, their offerings for the cave gods at the cave's yeah. door. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Smiter, And so, naturally, the most American thing to do with a stuck man in a cave trying to popularize a roadside attraction is to make him the roadside attraction. Million dollars! Fuck, uh, <laughs> that is grim! And so this this sort of like tent city springs up around the mouth of Sand Cave as various people try and figure out what the fuck to do about this guy. Um, there's like the local firefighter lieutenant tries to pull him out with a rope and almost takes his foot off. Oh my god. Weight savings. That, that, this that point, doesn't work. I'd be like, take the foot. Like, if you want a harrowing, if you want a harrowing detail, that's what Floyd says. He says, "Yeah, I, I don't care. Get get me out, even if I take takes my foot off." They start pulling on the rope, and he starts screaming so badly, his brother cuts the rope off of them. So, like, come on, hmm. bro. Yeah, some like uh, some miners offer to try and like drill a shaft in next to him to get him out, but they don't like nobody wants to do that. They try and like prop it up a little bit. They try and use machines, but those like flood the fucking cave with diesel fumes. Um, what what does happen is that one journalist called Skeet Miller, because you could just be named that in the 1920s, yeah. oh, God, back in the day, who was who was like a real manly. He was like five seven and like ninety pounds. He's like able to crawl in there, uh, and like by this point, Floyd is kind of delirious, and uh, Skeet Miller just fucking interviews him. He's like, hey, hey, man, how's it going? Um, which, not good. Not great, not, I'll be honest not, with you. Not great. Mostly delirious, hallucinating about angels. Uh, for some reason, the angels are like bringing him food because he's that hungry. I um, shat myself seven times. He's gone in there to do a wellness check on his boy. <laughs> hey, man, you feeling all right? Ah, you yeah. know. And then, so the National Guard shows up, and then they try and take control of it. Oh, I'm sure that went well. 
It's <laughs> well, all the National Guard do is string up a couple of tarps to stop the uh, to stop water getting into the cave, which coincidentally stops the meltwater that Floyd has been drinking. Uh, oh well, there you go. I, I I I'm looking at this and I'm like, the only people who could possibly help here are the coal <laughs> miners, and no one wants the coal miners to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, some of the Kentuckians suggest like chasing off the National Guard with varmint rifles. But That's they, a good they, idea. They, yeah. they eventually decide not to do this. You also get like revivalist preachers showing up. Uh, <laughs> They're th definitely you, not going to help. No. You, you, you get people like hustling the attendees and like the people trying to help for like donations to the like cave rescue fund that they're just pocketing. Million dollars. You've you've got like you've got 1920s airplanes there ready to take negatives of press photos back to New York and Chicago. It's like an absolute circus. And my favorite detail about this is that people also start hoaxing. So, that, like, some people start going, wait a second, there's not even a guy in that cave at all. And someone fakes a telegram from Floyd Collins that's like, yeah, I'm actually alive and well in Chicago, send money. <laughs> Floyd <laughs> Collins alive in Serbia. Yes! <laughs> They and actually did a fucking wanted for crimes against humanity <laughs> in the Bo the Bosnia Croat conflict. This is I, like the I biggest. When you, said, when you said hoaxing there, Alice, my first thought was uh, people realize, oh shit, I could make a bunch of money and fame and fortune so by getting right, myself yeah. myself <laughs> stuck in a cave, and then they'd go fake getting stuck in a cave, and then get stuck <laughs> in a cave. Yeah, I mean, this was. Smart. This was the biggest American news story between World War One and World War Two. After like the Lindbergh kidnapping, like Congress barely got anything done. I mean, what else was new? Because they yeah. were all paying oh. attention to the fucking like, r like telegraphed reports of this shit. Um, so they finally bore a shaft down next to him, and they finally work their way in, and they find that he is, you know, obviously dead. He has died of thirst. Um, and. Yeah. National Guard. The, na the, na the National Guard just leave. Um, well, boys, my <laughs> work here is done. Now, I, 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 have, I have some extremely depressing and extremely American details about this, because uh, d like the Collins family didn't really make any money off of this. Um, after the National Guard leaves, uh, th there's reports of like, the old guy who owns the land this is on erecting a sign on the highway that says 200 yards away the body of Floyd Collins is imprisoned and charging 50 <laughs> cents to look at the hole. Uh, <laughs> his, his brother, his brother don't make money, Alice. His brother is seen scouring the rescue site for glass bottles to sell. That's Jesus. fucking how desperate this shit is, and then the depression. What eventually, um. what eventually happens is they like they exhume him out of the shaft, and the guy who owns the cave uh, for for like some thousand dollars pays his family for the right to exhibit him in a glass coffin oh in the God. cave. Jesus Christ! It, it gets worse because after a couple of years of this. <laughs> His body is stolen, and oh they try—they try to like transport his body to the nearby river, but it gets hung up in some bushes, so they just leave it there. <laughs> and 
This is the worst shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. then, I had they, no idea. My understanding of the Floyd Collins thing ends when he died. I didn't know anything about this fucking slideshow shit. And then, as a perfect sort of like the aristocrats punchline, he finally gets buried under the epitaph, greatest cave explorer ever known. I just... I mean... Uh, no disrespect to Floyd Collins. Um, I don't think I like, that's. I, I like cave explorers who don't get captured. This, this is the it's National Guard's accurate. fault. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, entirely it, on the guard. It's, it, it's the Kentucky National Guard's fault. Absolutely. So I mean, Floyd cool. Collins. That's that's that that's death number one. Now. We got to skip ahead a bit to a, a far worse place than a, a you know a, a shifting cave made of gravel, and I'm talking here about England, specifically oh, Derbyshire, no. which is oh, even no. worse. Oh no! Uh -oh. Hi, it's Justin. Uh, so this is a commercial for the podcast that you're already listening to. Uh, people are annoyed by these, so let me get to the point. We have this thing called Patreon, right? The deal is, you give us two bucks a month, and we give you an extra episode once a month. Uh, sometimes it's a little inconsistent, but, you know, it's two bucks, you get what you pay for. Um, it also gets you our full back catalog of bonus episodes, so you can learn about exciting topics like guns, pickup trucks, or pickup trucks with guns on them. The money we raise through Patreon goes to making sure that the only ad you hear on this podcast is this one. Anyway, that's something to consider if you have two bucks to spare each month. Uh, join at patreon.com forward slash WTYPpod. Do it if you want. Or don't. It's your decision, and we respect that. Back to the show. Uh, there's there's a cave in Derbyshire called the Devil's Ass. Um, no, yeah. it isn't. No, it, it is. They yeah. they they, yeah, they, wow. re, they renamed it Peak Cavern for a bit to Aesthetic. like try and spare <laughs> yeah. Queen Victoria from embarrassment. Anyway, there's this um, there's this philosophy student called Neil Moss who is out exploring the Devil's Ass. Um, and the thing about philosophy students tend to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I, I have never met a philosophy student who wasn't doing completely depraved things at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, the thing about Neil is that he's a big guy. Yeah, like he's like a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like over six feet. Like he's thin, but he's he's a tall guy, and he's like broad. Um, Actually, and, I was thinking of classics majors, not philosophy oh, majors. Classics it's majors right. are the most depraved people on the yeah, fucking yeah. planet. <laughs> much worse, much worse. Mm. So, so he I enters... like to mix my cocaine with PCP just just to feel something. <laughs> yeah, speaking in tongues with the tongue is Latin. Oh my god! Enters this large cavern, right? And there's a there's a like an uncharted. Yeah, there's um, your first mistake. Yeah, absolutely, with beguiling lights and such. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's this small passageway there, and he thinks, okay, well, like, of of my party of cavers, I'll, like, go in first, see what's what, uh, and then if, you know, if I if it's too, if it's too bad, I'll, I'll, like, take this flexible ladder down with me, um, and then they can pull me out if I, if I get stuck, right? Um, 
Well, he gets stuck, is the thing. Because this, this shaft, it doesn't really go anywhere, and also it's like 18 inches wide. Um, they try to pull him out and the ladder breaks. They try to pull him out with a rope and the rope breaks. Um, and he's just, he's too heavy for them to pull out, right? Um, and unfortunately, he then, then How does... How wide was that? 18 inches. Um, no thanks. Nah, no. don't do that. I mean, this is this is helpfully described to me in an article as uh, about the width of a front-loading washing machine. So, uh, step caver, what are step you doing? Step caver. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, always, I'm always reminded here of like cats because you can see cats go through impossibly small spaces all the time, and it turns out human beings are not cats. No, we're about mm. as big as we appear to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, but then, but Fuck. then Neil Moss does the, uh, I something. I always an accordion body. Mm. He does something totally relatable under the circumstances. Uh, he panics, and that's that's not a good time to have a panic attack because in the course of him doing that, he manages to wedge himself partially into a sort of like a corkscrew turn in this passage and right. just get himself stuck even more. Um, so another problem with caves, right, is airflow. I didn't really mention this in the like ways to die in a cave thing because I couldn't think of a like fun way to depict it, and also I was running out of hosts. But like, yeah, that was me. Devin in that one, yeah. I, no, I, I should have done because yeah. I would <laughs> simply not go in the cave. So you, I'm not, yeah, I'm not absolutely. Um, so like, you, you you can get like foul air is what cavers call it, which can mean anything. It can mean like radon. It can mean like any kind of like off gassing or whatever. But in this case, what it is is uh. Neil Neil's blocking the shaft where the air is coming from, and he's ah. breathing out uh, carbon dioxide. So the oxygen levels going down, the carbon dioxide levels going up, and he's breathing a lot because he's scared. Um, ah, yes. So, uh -oh. so as much as his friends are trying to get him out, as he's getting more stuck, uh, they're getting like weaker because there's less oxygen in the air and eventually they get to the point where they just have to like fucking leave and like book it for help. Um, also, another detail about this is that because he's down there getting hypoxic as shit and getting carbon dioxide poisoning, uh, the longer he's in there, the less rational he is, but he's like, he's calmer, which is maybe a good thing, I guess? But like at one point he's like, yeah, you guys should just like go out for drinks. I'm fine actually. I actually like the, it down the here. The ultimate yeah. death of a philosophy student is becoming less rational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I actually prefer it in the cave. I actually belong yeah. down here. This is my hole. Yo, it's actually cool being in the cave. You guys fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, she, no, do you want to? Yeah, you cave. stay out of here. You want to take this cave from me? Um, <laughs> They're trying to drag him out, and he's just like slapping their hands away, being like, no, 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 it's no, just no, no. I love the cave. Now, I mean, one one thing is that like Derbyshire in the fifties would no you would think <laughs> would be a pretty decent place to get stuck in a cave because this was a time when there was still a shitload of mining in England. So, so like of all of the like um like aid efforts, the National Coal Board sends like their their rescue teams down. Uh, there's like a shitload of uh, like fire engines. Every like caver in the UK comes down, and they're still not able to do shit. Like they're working in shifts because the air is so bad. They're like bringing in oxygen canisters, and it's still not really like enough. Um, 
Like at, at this point, there's like an RAF doctor who is like waist deep in mud, who is just like listening to his breathing. Um, so at this point, all of these guys are sort of out of ideas, and they put out uh, this sort of like circular asking for a very small uh, caver with, in their words, unlimited physical courage. Um, <laughs> Need a little guy. We need a birthday boy to head on down into this game. Get him out of there. That's right. We be a jockey. And what what they get is get the Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what what they get is an eighteen year old typist called June Bailey, uh, who is like five foot nothing. And they send her into this cave. And and on the way in, they tell him, "Okay, take this hammer. Right, if you can't get him out, just break both of his collarbones and see if that helps us." To Take this hammer. If he does want to come out, bash him on and ask him again. <laughs> He's like, no, fuck Delirious. you. I want to stay in the cave. I want to stay in the cave. The strobing lights call to me. Uh, this is my hole. It was gasping for that made for me. <laughs> but like, even even this isn't enough because nobody can get enough oxygen. Like, there's not really like self-contained breathing apparatus they can fit in there. And so eventually, like th this this RAF doctor who's like with a stethoscope, waist deep in mud, just hears him stop breathing. And it's as far as I know, it's the first time in English legal history that a coroner has certified like that a doctor has certified death on a patient they couldn't see. Um and the fun thing about this is he's still down there. Uh he's he's st he's still in the hole. He's still in the hole. Because they, they did suggest trying to bring him out, but his family were like, yeah, no, one of you might get stuck also, and that that's not worth it to us. So just like fucking just pour some cement in there. And so that's that's Roz, you're up. <laughs> yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Baby. We back up, hey, we back I got up the cement truck. back here. Crack <laughs> <laughs> that thing up. Beep, beep. Fit, fit, fit <laughs> for some concrete overalls. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds well, like the most depraved um, sex thing I've ever heard. Fill in the rest <laughs> of the cave too while you're at it. Yeah, honestly, you don't need to go in there. There's nothing of value in there. Yeah, it's it's still a f pretty popular cave to like go in. Like you can go to Do this. You just cavern. step around the corpse like Everest. Yeah, well, it's like, like it, it's like buried. So like I think there's a plaque, but like yeah, um, he's 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 still there. Um, Here lies Bozo. <laughs> he loves the game. <laughs> Dummy. Hey, says. Stupid. So, for some <laughs> reason, <laughs> for, for some reason, caving is like a particularly English psychosis. Uh, next slide, please. Because now we're moving forward a bit, but we're still in England. We're in Yorkshire, uh, in 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 uh, the nineteen sixties. In oh, a place called that. Mossdale Caverns, which this is. Ghastly name. This shit looks so wet. But not even just it's, wet, this shit looks so slimy. It's wet. It's wet. It's creepy and wet. Me oh. too, Alice. <laughs> so the thing, pussy wide open. The thing is, yeah, right, yeah. like for some reason, like caving at this point in the 60s stopped being like a hobbyist thing done by guys called like Reginald and starts being the preserve of university caving clubs, speleological societies. Uh, this is mostly like a northern 
like technical university thing, and it's a weirdly macho thing too. Like Leeds University uh, in particular is like very famous for like doing these caving expeditions, and so. Ten, 10 guys, well actually eight guys, two girls, go into Mossdale Caverns, which is this huge, only like partially explored cave system. Uh, and what they're actually going down there to do is to, to, to fucking dynamite some rocks out of the way. Because that was just a thing you could do. You could just buy dynamite over the counter in the 60s, I guess. Yeah, um, so you could do. Yeah, you could do it in Chamokin too, before they took it away from us. <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah, to say, that used to be quarter stick of dynamite. They used to be, you know... You go there, you pick up some like uh, cocaine-based cough medicine and some dynamite. It's a normal thing. You just buy it. Yeah, well, as a you just go. Store. Yeah, you have to sign a little thing saying you're not Irish and you're going to use it to blow up some caves, and then you just get your you get your dynamite. Okay, so hand down of a shop. So you want anything? It's like yeah, a little bit of dynamite. If oh, not, dynamite. Yeah. Just a wee bit of dynamite. Um, so, so there's uh, the two girls see Mossdale Caverns and they're like, ah, that's that's this is a bit much for me actually. And there's kind of a vibe about this in the group too. Like, so they go, okay, well, can we do something easier instead? And two of the guys uh, like agree to go and like chaperone them. Um, and the the effect is kind of like pff, gay much. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, you you want to fucking like go off and do something easy instead of like something I'd tough be like this. A slur and be alive than uh, be mm. dead and. I don't know, be a human pretzel. At, at this point, at this point, there are like there's a little bit of like spots, spots of rain falling, like drizzle, I guess you'd say. Um, so the the two the two guys and the two girls go and explore like an easy cave, um, and they they have a nice time. They they come out, they come out of the cave, and it's raining a bit more, but that's no big deal. They they walk back across the moor. Uh, to a farmhouse where they're camped out. And by this point, it's raining a, a qu kind of a lot more. Um, so, Mostel Caverns, the bit that the uh, the other six guys went into, is like quite difficult, aside from being creepy and wet. Like, the cave's name features as they go through them, and so these are all named shit like Death or Glory Falls, or like Knee Breaker, or whatever. Um, Christ. And, and, and so they. Great. They, they've dived through one something. They get to a bit called the Far Marathon, which is uh, like sandwiched between two two uh, like precipices of rock, and it's nine hundred feet that you just have to like crawl on your stomach the whole time. Um, so as That's as so far, yeah, That's so far, yeah, yeah, yeah. far dude. Yeah. Nine hundred feet. Yeah. Fuck we off. Are, we are begging you to stop going in the holes. Stop going and stop. You know, if you want to go crawl nine hundred feet, you can do it on the sidewalk next to your house. It's like two blocks. <laughs> <laughs> but People no, and, look uh, at you weird. But you know, at least you won't die in a cave. Yeah, because you will because, be run over by some guy on a gator. Because <laughs> what happens is that um, as as they're crawling through. Uh, they they hear these sort of weird noises, and then all of a sudden it's it's getting a little bit wetter, and then a little bit wetter than that. And you can't turn around, like even if you even if you wanted to, you just have to kind of like crawl faster. Um, no, well, let me get this straight. You have to like go yeah. all the way to the end, yeah, and then come back, yep. to get out. No, nope. mm -hmm. yeah, no, fuck no, no. Yep. fuck no. Avoid that. <laughs> I'm alright without. You know what? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm this a is. Pussy. I'm fine this is, it. 
simply a situation in which the passage that you're in turns into an underground river. Um, and, like, obviously all of these guys die, and they die relatively quickly at least. Like, you just drown, which is better than like being stuck there for like, you know, two weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but nobody actually knows this, and so as it's like pouring down, like one of the one of the other group has to like run two miles across the moor to like get help. And pretty much every caver who like again, everybody knows everybody in this community. They're all like fucking having to dig their way through. They're having to like get fire engines to pump water out. They're having to make wow. dams uh, to try and like hold the water back because the storm isn't stopping. Uh, and the dam is like constantly on the edge of failing, so they're having to like use like people as like flood breaks oh in places, uh, just to try and try and get in after them. Um, and of course, you know the, the the point of this, all of this huge effort, is to discover the thing that they already know, which is that like they're all dead anyway. Uh, like one of them has made it slightly further in pursuit of like the last bit of air, but is still like wedged up in there. Um, and yeah, once once again, I believe this is another case where it's like it's too difficult to get them out, so they're just still there and the cave's closed. Um and the lesson I guess from this is don't go in a cave, but in, in particular, don't go in a cave when it's gonna rain. Yes. Um sound logic. Yeah, that yeah. would seem to be logical to me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to go in a cave when it's fucking bone dry. You you can't yeah. get me into a goddamn cave. Yeah, make me. Yeah, make me. Yeah, not, not going in that cave. It's a bad. Idea. If I check the it, fucking weather forecast and it's looking like it's going to be a bit drizzly, absolutely the fuck not. What do you think? Nope. Nope. Yeah, because it all flows down. Um, and and the result is the mm. fact that the, the caves are made by water flowing down them. You know for a yes. fact that if you're in a game, you know, water can and yes. has flown down there before. <laughs> Do not go in the wet cave. Yeah, don't I, go in a cave. I have, I have a final nightmare for you, and I've, I've saved the worst for last here. Um, oh, oh, thank you. Uh, my you. pleasure. My pleasure. Um, and it's called Nutty Putty Cave. No, which, shit, oh, I know. Yep. yep. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just gonna, I'm just going to point out, Nasty Putty was the original name for Silly Putty. Um, hey, girl, you try to score that nutty putty. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm <Yeah>. aroused. <laughs> so this is anyway. We're, we're, we're in we're in Utah uh, because a state it, that doesn't deserve to exist. We should be well, clear on that. Yeah, Utahns, Utahns are crazy, and so this is Nutty Party Cave is unusual because it's what you would call a hypogenic cave, and normally, like as as we have seen with fatal results in Mossdale, uh, caves are formed by water coming down. This is a cave formed by superheated water coming up and eroding the limestone. Don't like that. Um, and so what? Hmm. I have a question about this diagram. Yes. Yeah, I'm is looking this, at that is too. This, is this plan or section? Uh, th that is like you can see from the like north thing on there. This is a top-down view. This okay, is a, it's plan, right? Okay, yeah, the it's much more slide. horrifying if you think it's a if you think it's a uh, a section. But no, um, I was also confused by like the entrance being so far below. If it were you know section, mm -hmm. these yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these names 
Not great. I'm not, I'm not happy with these <laughs> Not at happy all, with though. the birth canal specifically, but the aorta canal followed by vein alley, not happy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, could, I, could, I could hang out in the big room probably. I'd be, yeah, the big I'd room be sounds like a, big a decent hang, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 me and the boys. Yeah. So, Above it so, is just crack which has been cut off. By <laughs> yeah. So, so the thing about a, a hypogenic cave is typically these are even more awkward and more twisty than like... Um, than a solutional cave, and it's it's named after this this form of silly party because it's lined with this really soft oozy clay. Like, like it's that. impossible to get a grip on it. It's some of it you can disturb with sound. Like if you yell, the clay starts moving, um, which is very fun to think about. Um, Don't like that. And Nazi party caves, like it's sort of known to be dangerous, that have been closed for years um, because two Boy Scouts separately had got trapped in there, and at one point it had taken fourteen hours to rescue one of them. Um, and to give you a sort of an insight into into the way that cavers think, the area where that happened is now just named Scout Trap. Um, uh, hey, Boy Scouts do all kinds of stupid things all the time, but that. The thing is, the scout leaders enabled them by saying, we're going on a caving camping trip. And I, I remember thinking it's a fun and safe and exciting activity. And then they fucking die. It happens constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So Ross, Ross, make, Ross, Ross, yeah. I was yeah my say, parents tried to make me call on one. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this organization. And that's why you're alive today. For five years. Because and, you would have um, died in a cave. <laughs> I, I would have died in the cave, yeah. <laughs> it would have died in a cave Howdy, and it would have Howdy been named Ross like just going, Scout Cavern. <laughs> they would have named Ross like just going, I don't fucks with this. Please let me do my trades. Exactly. They would have died in a cave and like 20 years later, your spirit looks back at it to find they've named where you died like Dipshit Alley. And you're like, Even worse than that, they would have named something in scouting after me, like a caving merit badge, right? Oh. And I, no, I, I didn't want this shit. I want nothing to do. With your dumb quasi-military organization, um. <laughs> so so they they reopen the cave after years. Like at some point, the state of Utah decides, yeah, it's probably safe. It's probably fine. Um, and six months after it's reopened, this medical student called John Edward Jones goes in. Oh um, man. And 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 John Jones is trying to get to the birth canal, as we it's all very are. fucking Utah name, John Jones. Yes, he's he's trying to get to the to the birth canal, but he gets oh, lost. And <laughs> instead of going into the birth canal, he goes into something called Ed's Push, right? And the thing about the thing about <laughs> Ed's Push, yeah. Ed's Push, eh? Yeah, right. the thing the thing the thing about Ed's Push is that it doesn't go anywhere, uh, and it, it like it drops off very precipitously. So he goes in head first, and then the thing just takes a sharp turn downwards. And because it's like, again, it's this clay that, you know, there's no traction on that, he just kind of like slides straight in up to the ankles. Oops. Um, I mean... Not like that. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> yeah, not a point. We hate to... <laughs> The 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 Ooh. detail the detail that sticks with me in this one is that like he uh he's he's fine so long as he's like exhaling but then as soon as he like inhales and his chest puffs up again he gets stuck again um absolute nightmare um so his 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 I think it's his brother again because guys be going caving with their brothers get goes and gets <laughs> help right um mm -hmm. and after 
19 hours of this poor motherfucker hanging upside down. Nope. nope. They f- they That's finally, too many hours. They finally manage to get a rope around his ankles, right? And what they do is they loop it around this, this piece of rock here. You can see it, the sort of diagonal piece. Um, they right. loop it around there, they like anchor it into into the rock a bunch of times, and the idea is they, they run that cable out into like a, a broader area and then get as many people as they can like pulling on it, right? Um and this works. This works very well. They like they pull and they pull and they pull, and like he comes out like inch by inch until he's like at sort of like chest height, like he's able to like make eye contact and like talk to people. He's not having a great time. I'll be no, honest. He, he, understandable. The, the, the thing is, he at this point he wants he wants to not be in the cave anymore. Yes. Um, and oh yeah. It, that's the thing about fucking cavers, isn't it? They all want to be hmm. in the cave, and then very suddenly and very quickly they all want to not be in the cave anymore. And it's like, I'm sorry, you have made this determination for yourself. Consider what happens when you get what you want. <laughs> so, so are you happy? You got what you wanted. <laughs> so, so again, I'm going to draw no, your attention. I'm not happy. Pull me out, you stupid fucks. I'm going to going to draw your attention to this sort of diagonal piece of rock here that the 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 rope is looped around uh, before it hits its first anchor. Uh, uh, that, yes, dipshit's boulder. Uh, di- dipshit's boulder. <laughs> that 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 fails. That that, that just cracks Whoa. and snaps uh. off. Um, right. at, at pulls one of the anchors back off, and he goes uh, back in the fucking uh, hole. Right. Um, Why did uh, they loop it around that to begin with? I guess that was the only part of him they could reach. Because, uh, like, you got to come in at this, like, sort of like oblique angle, like a 45 degree angle, I guess. Yeah. Like, by the you, time you he, like, goes back in. A, you'd have to get a second line to pull him farther out after that. Yeah, I assume. You're just doing, like, shibari on him at that point. Yeah. Like, I mean, at that it, point, you should have put the second line on to begin with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I I mean by the time they drop him in for the second time, all they can really see of him is like his feet. So um and the thing is, right, you can you can you can die of something called harness hang syndrome. Um it's it's particularly it's something that's gonna happen if you're like hanging upside down for a long period because it gets like more and more effort to circulate blood through your body and like breathe. And so uh, I, I'm just I'm just gonna sort of really convey the horror here. My guy dies eight hours later. Um, that is not great. To I me, mean, personally, no, I don't like that. They, they managed to like run a phone down to him. And he manages to talk to his wife, which oh uh, I mean, better than nothing. But also, oh, that's the last thing you fucking need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're stuck in a game, you're dying, you want to talk to your ball and chain as well? Fuck's sake. Sorry, I'm kind of busy right now. Um, Just I, uh, hang it out, you know? Yeah. They're like, hey, we've got, we've got your wife on the line. He's like, cut the rope! <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to wear, wear a, a fall harness for when I worked on um, high rises uh, back in the day. Um, and one of the, one of the things that was explained to me is like, okay, yeah, if you fall, this will arrest your fall, but also be, it'll be a sudden shock. And also if you're hanging from this for more than like 45 minutes, you'll probably be sterile. Um, Mm. (laughs) yeah, I I imagine upside down, you know, that's also pretty Mm. bad, but at least you you retain your fertility until, uh, 
until uh, until you die. <laughs> <laughs> this is also like Boy, because all of these guys are Mormons. Obviously, this is also still portrayed a little bit in like Mormon devotional literature. Like a guy fucking like crawls down there and they like pray together. And I guess one of them sings like "If I Could Hide a Colob" or whatever. Um, um, anyway, they they fucking like cemented him in as well. Uh, he's he's still in there, and the cave is closed, which is probably just as well because this guy is probably haunting the shit out of it. Uh no, he's gone to Mormon heaven. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When when you die in a cave, your your soul can't get out of there, so you do haunt the cave. That's, that's the major that's problem. Sort of a, that. like ancient Egyptian doubt. cosmology, or like Ka is unable to like progress out of the thing. Yeah. What if your yeah. soul was just stuck in the same <clears throat> position your body was in for eternity? Oh, you, you get to Mormon heaven, and this over. guy's like doing a handstand. <laughs> <Just a> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking like their soul is physically stuck in there because they concreted it over. Yeah. <laughs> you you do your soul does get out, but you do resemble uh, a nice Billy Pretzel. Hmm. I could go for a nice Philly pretzel right now, man. Anyway, I I personally uh, like thinking about this, and I don't find it at all horrifying to like be confronted with a brief moment of false hope and then go back in the upside down tomb hole. Oh, you love thinking about it. I got to listen to this two more times in order to edit it properly. <laughs> you could do it in one. You could do it in one pass if you were feeling really brave. No, no editing. No editing. Well, so that's Line them up at the start and just go with it. That's that's, that, that's, that, that's my little like uh, my little curated selection of horrifying cave deaths. Thank you. But this wouldn't be an episode of World well, so Problem if we didn't take the opportunity to rip on Elon Musk. Yes. Oh yes, because absolutely. We, do, do we remember the time when some some Thai children, a Thai football team, went into a cave and then were trapped by rising waters, like Mossdale, except they didn't drown, and they were just stuck on a little shelf? I'm still very confused as to how they got in there in the first place, because it sounded like they needed some pretty technical cave diving to get them out. Um, so I, I, was there an easier passage to get in that happened to be more flooded, or I don't know what happened there. I think I think it's like it's one of those things that you can crawl through, but yeah, once once that's like one way in, but like you can crawl through it, but you can't fucking swim back out. So um, so you, you they they uh, the, the the it was like hey let's bring all the kids into the confined space. This will be a grand old time. Um, yes, yeah. The, the 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 Boy Scout Association it was like a spiritually club, wasn't it as well? Yeah, yeah. It was it was like a kids club, football yeah. team. Yeah. Um. So like Elon Musk's uh, like suggestion here, which led to him calling uh, a cave diver a pedophile, was right. to use as one was does. to use this thing. Um. This this yeah. is Elon's child oh, yes. submarine. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And the idea was you would in you would float this thing through, install the That's child, yes. float it back out. Um, well, now, uh, one of the one of the things here was that like this was a uh, the the route they determined in was incredibly confined, right? Yes. Um, yes. And also, this piece yes. of equipment was designed based on drawings, which were obviously not perfectly to scale. Because it's a fucking cave, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, um, and it's, this it's is not totally like, rigid. It's totally it's like it, rigid. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's bend. a completely Unlike rigid a cave, fucking. 
Like, yeah, oh my massive God, titanium tried... fucking dildo. Like, what? It... <laughs> we tried to like, <laughs> this is gonna work. Put a Thai kid in this, like the end of Gravity's Rainbow. You wouldn't I... even be able to get the kid in. What would happen is you'd bring <laughs> it in, it would get wedged in the small opening, and then you'd have no way in anymore. That's 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 exactly <laughs> what the guy that Elon Musk called a pedophile said. Um, <laughs> Like e- e- Elon Musk was insistent this would work. It, it it would not. What they ended up having to do was teach every one of those kids from first principles how to cave dive. Like some of them couldn't fucking swim, and they had to teach them how to scuba dive through a cave to get out. Um, but you know, what if instead of that, we just put them in the sex dildo? Um, <laughs> and I, I think the sex dildo like, was a viable ca- strategy if they just tried it. He's calling the Thai uh, diving and st- cave diving guy a pedo guy. He's the one who wants to put kids in a sex dildo, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those late uh, late war no, Japanese suicide torpedoes that are banned. Yes, the <laughs> Germans built them too, but. Like the thing is, right? Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. But even yes. if he weren't, even if he were as Mr. smart as he pretends to be. Idiot. Yeah, but even even if you like, if if you were like How a SpaceX you? guy, yeah. and you're like, actually, th- this guy's super smart, and he's the reason we're all gonna live on Mars, right? He'd still be fucking wrong about this. And I feel like this is sort of a broader point in that all of our examples, we've seen that like the kind of like rescue attempts that you you do only make things worse unless you have this very specific set of skills, and even then, like. So you might just, you know, sometimes it's just a guy going, hey, do you mind breaking this guy's collarbones with a hammer? Yeah. It, it's like, it's not something you can really tech your way out of, because it's so fucking counterintuitive, I guess. And I mean, you know, I, I think on this program, we, we definitely do make fun of, um, you know, people who have so-called expertise a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Oh, right, certainly. you know, which uh, we had a whole episode on how the field of traffic engineering, for instance, is wrong at first principles. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think if you have a cave diving rescue, right, I'm not going to suddenly assume that I know more about cave diving than you know. No, I mean you're you're, you're wrong about first principles <laughs> in that the first principle should be do not go in the cave. But other yes. than that, like yes. once, yeah, once you're in the fucking cave, I I kind of defer to your expertise. Um, and I kind of I I do kind of admire the way that it does end up being like people rescuing their own. Um, I I read an account of a successful cave rescue in Britain. It was the longest one to date, where the guy uh, I I think he like broke his leg like in a really awkward place and like it was easy enough to stabilize but he was like in horrible pain and they had to like drag him out a bunch of like awkward passageways and um he's like he he talks about like panicking right and then at the end he's like uh being handed from person to person through the last bit and he recognized every person and he's like getting little like words of encouragement and he's like well i started to feel like i was going to be okay at that point also i was on a lot of morphine and i just <laughs> 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 it works let's go so 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 i appreciate that um so I mean, what? How how can you avoid being killed in the caves? Is my question for us. My final sort of slide here. What what, what can we? What can we as everyday? You know, what, what can we as problematics do not to die in a cave? 
I have a very simple cave. and easy solution Do to that. Do not go but, in the yeah. cave. Don't, 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 don't go in the cave. You, yeah, if my, you're feeling my like... first guess, do not go mm. in the cave. No, don't go in the cave. Don't go in the cave. It's, even if it seems beguiling, even if you want to like play, uh, if I could hide a carlop on a fucking stalactite, don't do that shit. Yeah. Even if your your brother, your friend, maybe has gone into the cave and you've sat waiting at the entrance, and then they've come back out, and then the next day they've come back out again, and there's two of them, <laughs> and they're now both you have telling you that they're the real one. That's just two yeah. brothers. Don't worry about it. Now, now you have an extra brother. Don't don't question it too much. We'll it's say, fine. If you really, if you really really want to go in a cave, what you can do is you can drive down I eighty one in Virginia, and you'll see advertisements for. All these caves you go in, they're completely safe because they have like pathways and like railings and, and you'll stuff. see them for hundreds right. of miles. Hundreds of miles. Just, just if you're on 81, don't worry, you won't yeah. miss it. Well, yeah, that's, exactly. actually a, that's actually a, a benefit of Floyd Collins' death because part of the like rampant commercialism's effect was that the federal government decided, oh hey, maybe we should probably make this like a national park so you can't yeah, just go in the say fucking that, caves. Oh, yeah. Like maybe, Mammoth maybe. National Park is because Floyd Collins got his shit stuck in there. They were like, yeah, all right, we need to absolutely. more closely yeah, yeah. regulate dudes in yeah. caves. You can probably go to a National Park cave. You can probably go to a show cave. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. risk it. There's nothing in a cave that worth seeing that you nothing can't see not in a cave. You might wind up tempted to uh, mm, go further in the cave. A, a yes. non-regulated cave. Yeah. Absolutely. Which we at WTYP cannot insist enough. Don't go in. No, absolutely. If you want to go deep underground, be an adult and become a coal miner. <laughs> That's right. Do something good for the world. Do, do something good for the world. <laughs> Come a coal miner, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no union of cave workers of America. That's Why? True. Because they add nothing to society. It's true. The thing about the Union of Cave Works America is there's two of everyone in there. <laughs> oh, <I can't laughs> the and the beguiling lights. Yeah, the cave people. Yeah. What happens if the, the, the two of them go in and a third one comes out? Mm -hmm. We should do a shirt that's United <laughs> Cave Workers of America. America's wettest union. Yeah. Well, just, uh, it's just an image <laughs> of a man wedged tightly between two rocks. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's a pencil bar. Upside down. <laughs> yeah, see his it, for 50 it's a, cents. It's a tracing of the fucking Nazi party slide. Absolutely. Oh, uh, well, we have Are a segment on this podcast which we call Safety Thirds. Shake hands with danger. Kind of this whole episode was a safety third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is yeah. like safety sixteenth or whatever. People who did not live to tell of it. <laughs> Hello to all of you, especially my favorite, my fellow anarchist Liam. Hello. Heart emoji. Aw. Please forgive that this is longer than single page. Though hopefully you'll understand why this is so. <laughs> uh, as Get another. The in unfold during my high school years i was in the army cadets yes uh, yes this this is this is my hole it was made for me oh <laughs> <Filled with> concrete <laughs> i i fully support uh filling the combined cadet force with concrete i think we should do that we should build like the fucking chernobyl sarcophagus over every school cadet like 
hut or whatever. <laughs> Alice can explain more, but in brief, it's Britain's child soldier army. Yeah, and somewhere within yeah. the barracks there's a wish granter. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it. Getting to do cool shit like a paintball assault course, long hikes through the Scottish Highlands, sunrises mm, and sunsets sick. over mountains of slate and heather, and mm-hmm. crying at 5 a.m. as I try and eat cold corned beef hash in a winter storm. <laughs> uh, says to uh, do sarcasm on that last one. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's only water, it's character building. Yeah. There were da- that was what they told me about the Boy Scouts, but it turns out building character involves getting stuck in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had my character built oh, this you way, and it made me going in a cave. Podcast. Oh, a whole second yeah. character. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> second guy. <laughs> We're going to march all the cadets into the cave so we can double their strengths. That's, uh, our, our strategy of building this army is through uh, eldritch horrors of various kinds. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it requires that you do not ask questions uh, about yeah. where the M- second M- guys are coming from. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I think this mm. is weird. Haven't you seen the Clone Wars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually a clone trooper for a couple of years in school. Yeah. Congrats to your twin daughters on graduating cadet school. Twins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They did it again. These bastards. <laughs> they, there were dangers and injuries, of course. The girl who burnt her hand on a freshly spent casing. I <clears> broke <throat> my kneecap by slipping down a slope straight onto a rock. Ah, well, ah. I find it so funny yeah. that you could get, like, genuine sort of, like, army disabling injuries while being 14 and crucially not in the army i yeah. love britain it's so normal that was while wearing a full bergen webbing and weapon mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the iron sights jabbing into our eyes the first time we fired a weapon it's mm-hmm. on and so forth mm-hmm. but this safety third is about none of those trivial things this safety third is about something far far worse allow me to introduce elmer fudd who will be Dramatis Persona, standing in for a fellow cadet during this particular incident. Fudd wasn't his actual nickname, which I won't be saying because it's too identifying, though he was called that regularly. Apparently it's some kind of Scottish insult. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Opposite okay. Mr. Fudd is Daffy Duck. He will be playing the role of our commanding officer. You may note from the beret and shoulder boards that Daffy is a fucking green... Green lid captain. I I I mean oh, like no. the, the sort of the, the the adult instructors, the the officer corps of the of the cadets are so fucking funny because it's just your teacher from school who has been given a ludicrously inflated rank. Our yeah. our officer commanding was a colonel, right? And <laughs> I mean oh, that's man. equivalent. Yeah. That's equivalent to a to a navy captain. Like he, he we literally had a colonel who was like overseeing a detachment of like. Maybe a hundred, like you know, fucking twelve to eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> you may also note that he is very unhappy with Elmer Fudd. God, imagine being a fucking marine cadet instructor. That's fucking grim. Oh my god! Every year there was a summer camp for our entire unit—a week of fun, hijinks, appalling army billets, and more importantly, target practice. Hell yeah, baby! It worked like this. Ten cadets would go prone, 
be handing a handed a magazine of 10 rounds. We checked the mag was safe, checked the range was clear, and load on order. We'd wait for the command to fire and begin. Once we had fired all our rounds, we'd put safeties on, raise a leg. Something. Yeah, yep. Raise a leg or an arm to indicate we were done and maintain control of the weapon so it never pointed anywhere away from the range. I, I, I have been muzzle flagged by cadets before, <laughs> no. and this never fucking works. Oh my god. Basic. I, I've, I've, had a, I've, I've had a Lee Enfield pointed at me. How many people Jeez. since the fucking 40s can say that? Jesus fuck? fucking Christ. <laughs> because, because he turned round holding it, was just like, what? It's like, hmm. Once everyone finished, we'd back away from the range, uh, hand over our magazines, and retreat to safety while the next 10 cadets took over. It was a well-structured and well-coordinated exercise that never had any incidents. No, until, likely story. Until <laughs> FUD. Oh, no. <laughs> this wasn't his first time on the range. This wasn't his first time firing a weapon. He was one of the more experienced cadets with about three years' experience at this point. For whatever reason, this day he got nervous. Having taken a long time to fire, he noticed that everyone around him was finished. And feeling that pressure, oh no, he indicated that he was also finished. No. We got the Fuck order no. to <laughs> We got the order to stand up, so we did, and as Captain Duffy Captain Daffy walked along the line to collect magazines, boom. Now, a Royal Marine is not a person you want to fuck up around. A captain is not a person you want to fuck up around. A three-tour Afghan veteran is not a person you want to fuck up around. And Elmer <laughs> Fudd had fucked up. He had fucked up bad. In, a nervous, in his nervousness about being caught with a round that should have been 100 yards downrange, he had tried to dispose of it discreetly. Which... How, by firing it? The <laughs> <laughs> most discreet way to use a bullet. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I simply go look over there and then chuck it in the opposite direction overhand. Yeah, exactly. Like a POW. He just tried to dispose of it discreetly, like a POW scattering dirt down his trousers in a German camp. Through the <laughs> grace of the angel Gabriel themselves, the bullet missed his foot by a couple inches, and he's luckily, lucky only to suffer the wrath of a green lid. I'm amazed he managed to keep himself upright after his weapon was snatched from him and his brain was jellified by the shockwave of Daffy's scream. <laughs> I hope that Nate Bethay is on this episode. Unfortunately, Too no. Bad. Sorry, no, a, you just get me. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. To give a reference I could steal some valor if you want. I mean, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> Good point. To give a reference point of what this might be like. We're all, we've all experienced times when we're so nervous that we just stop thinking, go blank, and do something stupid. I'm slightly sympathetic to what happened that day. He was young, thoughtless, and scared that he'd get in trouble by declaring his weapon wasn't clear. If nothing else, it's a learning experience, and he learned that day that the person in charge of a firing range is going to care a whole lot more that you and those around you are safe rather than how many rounds you fire. Yeah, and, and therefore you get the like full hairdryer. Which leads us to the next incident. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, he's got a second incident. Yeah. Oh yeah! A second yeah. incident. Elmer. Come on, Fudd. You can't be too. <laughs> <laughs> when we weren't out in the field, we had a small 25-yard range that, we, that, sh uh, that we shot 22s on, right? These are old mm -hmm. rifles 
World War II vintage bolt action sometimes had some issues. The officer who ran this uh, range was a sergeant who was a veteran of the Troubles. Uh, don't call him an officer. About he eight, works for a living. I mean, eight, <laughs> despite all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> he was about 18 stone, that's 250 pounds, of beef, beer, and calloused skin. We shot in the range every week in the evening, and we must have had triple-digit numbers of hours of experience. Now, his rifle was not usually too bad when it came to misfiring or jamming, but on this day, it was really acting up. After about a minute trying to cl- fire, flaring his rifle, checking it, reloading, trying to fire, still nothing, he shouts to the sergeant that his weapon isn't working. The sergeant comes over, takes his rifle, flares it, checks the insides, fiddles a bit, and hands it back, saying it should be fixed now. Elmer loads the rifle, tries to fire again, still nothing. And he stands up and says, Sergeant, it's still not working, see? And then to prove his point, he aims the rifle at the sergeant and pulls the trigger. Jesus <laughs> fucking <laughs> What are you trying to get? Fucking killed someone? What the fuck are you doing? In the world, in the world, that is not good rage safety. <laughs> Can't emphasize that enough. That's bad. That's safety. He's gonna have fucking head spun clean round by a blow. Jesus Christ! Please, no. Do not do this. <laughs> not a good way to prove your point. In the words of Liam Anderson, the sergeant rocked his jaw so hard I thought he died. <laughs> with his yeah. spare hand with his spare hand which was the one that wasn't co- currently boring through a teenager's face the sergeant, <laughs> the sergeant caught the rifle before it fell ripped the bolt back ejected the round and before the now semi-sentient column of meat even hit the deck uh, all while pointing the rifle downrange it's probably the closest I'll ever come to seeing a move from Assassin's Creed play out in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> Fuck me. Thankfully, there were a few of us there to back up what had happened, and there was a quiet acknowledgement that we would testify at the sergeant's defensive <laughs> trial. <laughs> Thankfully, it didn't come to that. I don't know what happened after. Presumably a quiet word was passed to its parents about why Elmer came home with a black eye and swollen cheek, and it was agreed that no complaints would be made, but he would never be allowed near a weapon again. (laughs) Yep. Sometimes when I'm awake at 3 a.m., and I suddenly remember all the cringe shit I did in high school, I I comfort myself with the double thuds of the stupidest things I've ever seen. (laughs) The bullet in the gravel makes me feel better about my anxiety, and the thud of his collapse makes me feel better about my intelligence. I hope it can give you, and all the listeners, some reassurance that we surely could not have been worse than that. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this. I, I may not have been a great cadet. Fuck uh, me. I, my, I was, I was, my drill was always terrible, but I never attempted to shoot the rain safety. <laughs> <laughs> it was never. <laughs> I, I, I never committed murder. <laughs> 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 
Congratulations, son. You've reinvented fragging. <laughs> oh, my God. Just fucking the doors. This is the end. Playing over footage of fucking Senny Bridge. <laughs> you don't know the things I've seen, man. You weren't there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Folks, gun safety. It's important. Don't point yeah. the gun at anything you don't want to kill. <laughs> yeah, and probably don't have most schools have a like paramilitary. Yeah, good idea. In my opinion, that's why the Boy Scouts are unaffiliated with the U.S. public school system. As 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 well they should be. Yeah, yes. I hate the goddamn Boy Scouts, man. Fucking terrible. Awful. Uh, good news is they're going bankrupt. Goddamn paramilitarios! Only we can do that. Exactly. <laughs> um, they can't with, do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. Concludes with uh, <laughs> love and solidarity to you all. I assume this is Ian with an E. Nice. Yeah. I think I, so. I, I. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm utterly speechless. What an incredible strategy. If you'd like thoughtlessly like pointed the rifle at him, like in like the way that happened to me, where the guy turns around yeah, too fast, like, like, like muzzle yeah. flash, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. fine, just, whatever. Just I, I don't and, uh, take it too personally. Pull like, the fucking trigger. Purposefully point your weapon at the range sensor and pull the trigger. I am in a world of shit. Yeah. Fuck me. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck me, Dad. That's my safety god. birds. Whew. Well, god. We, um, our next episode is, of course, on the Boston molasses disaster. Does anyone That's have right. commercials before we go? No. No? Devon. Yes, if I the do. people want more Devon, where can they receive more Devon? Uh, I'm on this little podcast that you may not have heard of um, called Kill James Bond. It's, it's me and two much more intelligent, successful... <laughs> yeah, Abby just, and Cave Abby. <laughs> Abby and the Abby that came out of the caves that we just haven't... Yeah. <laughs> That's right. ...haven't questioned. <laughs> so yeah, it's me, it's me and Alice and Abby. We have a lovely time. It's at Kill James Bond on Twitter. And you can find me directly uh, at Devon underscore on Earth. And I also edit 10,000 posts with Hussein and Phoebe. Uh, which is at 10k posts pod on Twitter. Oh yeah, we will link to all of these in the description. Uh, Liam, commercials? Yes. Uh, hi. I am on two other podcasts. Uh, Lions Led by Donkeys, which is a military history podcast uh, with Joe Kasabian. You should go listen to it. And you should. my sweet baby, uh, 10,000 Losses, which is a pro-labor leftist Philly sports podcast. We just recorded our second bonus episode which will be out this weekend with Kate Wagner, friend of the pod, and McMahon oh, Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crucially, be this it's weekend. the same podcast as 10,000 Posts. Yeah, we, so yeah, yeah, we, we are going to see you. We ripped that it, name right it, off. It, it went in the we know you did. The second out. you made it, it showed up in the 10K <laughs> Post fucking WhatsApp group being like, can they do this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, they can. 10,001 10, losses. I thought yeah, this was actually like posts. I thought this was actually two separate things because the uh, Philly sports, Philly professional sports, had just registered ten thousand losses when you uh, 
Yeah, no, that's yeah. no. Yeah, dude, it was it's completely the, independent. It's the Phillies, yeah, it's, it's the Phillies it's, specifically, and uh, they're very nearly at eleven thousand losses now. They oh, have to rename so the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna we'll do a special. <laughs> Phillies episode when we get to 11,000. <laughs> and uh, of course, you're well, there's your problem news is that we are going to hopefully have a slightly more consistent release schedule after this. Yes. Uh, but we're, we, we are on it. We are aware of it. Mm -hmm. shit, is, shit is progressing neatly. Uh, my yeah. life is not as much in shambles as it was. Absolutely. Now I'm going to therapy. Mm. Oh, good. Right. Everybody, fuck off. This has been the episode. That was the yeah, episode. Bye. GG, bye. Well played. Bye. Everyone, bye. Good night, everybody. Good night. I actually can't say good night because I release these episodes at 8 a.m. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Guten Morgen. All right. <laughs>